Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And today we have a returning guest. Yay! <laughs> And our sister Marilyn is here. Woohoo! So, we're super excited to have her. Marilyn was born in West Valley with the rest of us and is currently living in Springville. She is married to her husband, Kurt, 18 years. So exciting. They have a 13-year-old boy, 11-year-old girl, and a dog that looks like a Muppet. Which is very true, especially the eyelashes. Oh my goodness, this dog has crazy eyelashes. <laughs> not not added on, just, you know, in case the listener's confused, but they just look like... They look like they're added on. They look like they have long eyelashes, and the dog's named Piper. Marilyn is the co-founder of Mountain Mamas, and also works for several other non-profits. Can I ask what other non-profits? It's always changing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, doing some things for Sub, Sub for Santa... With Kiwanis and um, pretty actively involved in my son's community scout troop right now. Oh, you'll never get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're in scouts, they 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 will hold on to you <laughs> forever. And PTA, I know you've done a lot of PTA stuff and a lot of lobbying on uh, Capitol Hill. Yeah, for education things. Yep, so passionately. For yeah. good and righteous purposes. Very involved. Very involved and we love it. All right. So the fun fact is you said that you have kissed a camel, an alligator, a banana slug, and a baby black rhino on the lips, and only one of them would you kiss again. Firstly, why do you decide to kiss them on the lips? Secondly, which one would you kiss again? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more intimate, really, right? <laughs> That's how you really get down and understand species. Yeah, you really understand the creature. Um, And then which one would I again? Out of them, it would be the banana slug, which I know sounds slimy and gross, but honestly, it has less control over its lips than the other ones. (laughs) Okay, that's hilarious. I'm trying to imagine where banana slug's lips are. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. It's changing our dimension. No, that's hilarious because I was just thinking like with the... Camel. I would be afraid of a camel biting me, actually. So, camel. True. Camel. And they it, have the split lip too. Exactly. So That's why it's a hard like, pass for me now. It's uh-huh. like three tongue, like a three tongued French kiss or something. <laughs> and watch out, they spit. That's the music. So of, many. That's the music of going back in time. <laughs> I think it's like. Doo-loo, 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 oh yeah, that's doo-loo. true. It's Wayne's World, right? <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> All right, Marilyn, take us back. All right. So I wanted to think of some misadventures, like you said, from our childhood, some fun things, because a lot of mountain mamas are getting to know us better and and um, are c- always curious about our adventurous um, upbringing. We did a lot of outdoor things with our father and um, and loved both summer and winter sports. Um, and within this, within these tales, I also want to advise one thing, which is look before you're le- before you leap. <laughs> and I am both the 
disastrous example of that. And then somebody else is a phenomenal example of the right way to do it. So we'll get into that. <laughs> so first, the disastrous story. Okay. I um, definitely love adrenaline and I love heights. And I grew up with my friend Cammie as a teenager um, bungee courting at trolley or bungee courting at 49th Street Galleria. Back when it was a um, oh, Like yeah. off those platforms and we would go backwards and somersault and we would go on chairs, whatever we could think of. And I loved to climb up on our roof growing up and... And read right on top of the, you know, is like not a safe place to be. And I love to go skydiving and jump off of things. And this is who I am. And I, um, so that gives you a preface of a little bit about me in teenage years. So I mentioned winter sports. I did ski lessons in the winter up at Brighton. Yay, love Brighton locals. Yay, <laughs> Night Salt Lake City. <laughs> yes, and we did... Uh, lessons both in junior high and high school. And I would go, my class would be all boys. It would just be me, but I could hold my own. We would go off of jumps and um, through the trees and, you know, all the crazy styles and all the, the do the blacks as much as we could. And, you know, you're a teenager and you just bounce from everything and you want to do it all. <laughs> so I had this one friend in particular that we always, we'd taken classes together forever. Um, his name was Doug. And oh, the Doug story. <laughs> yeah. So Doug and I had mastered the main lifts at Brighton and we're looking for something more. So we went over to the Bunny Hill of Brighton where we decided we would put all of the beginner skiers and young children in awe of us as the rock stars that we were and ski backwards. So we were skiing backwards, but it was, uh, we were such rock stars that that just wasn't enough for us <laughs> and or for me. And so we're on the lift and I look to Doug and I say, what if we jumped off this? And just off of the, the chairlift, right? Off of the lift as we're on it, yeah. as we're actively in the air. I am asking him this. And he looks at me with the expression of what a sane person should look at someone like <laughs> when they propose something like that. And, but no, really, Doug, like, what if we did? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And I was unaware of my power of suggestion until I saw his body careen down <laughs> off of the lift. And you know those moments when time stands still? <laughs> I had one of those. <laughs> And I was thinking in my mind, no, Doug, what I meant was the soft, soft, pillowy powder two feet before you get off the lift, <laughs> where we just kafoosh into the pillows and we're fine. But his body had already crunched onto the concrete ice. That was the hill if you skied in Utah in the spring. It's concrete ice. And he... How many feet down? It was 30. <laughs> oh, my God. It was not good. It oh was like the height of you times three or four. It was not good. It was not suggestive. <laughs> Suggested. <laughs> Suggestable. Oh, so I'm watching him. 
And again, time is still standing still and the thoughts are happening. And I realize if he jumped, like, I'm not going to, why would you? No, I'll go to the end of the lift. <sighs> if I don't jump right now and right now, he will kill me. <laughs> not really. We had a very, you know, fun, loving relationship. It was fine. And it might but... take him a while, depending on what's broken. <laughs> yes. So I jump against, you know, but I was not listening to reason in my own head. I was not listening to my conscious Jimmy Cricket was not being my guide in that moment. And I jump and I hit and it was like the full body, you know, like you would belly flop into a pool mm. is how I hit. And I remember my my rib cage taking the full oh. brunt of the hit. And I remember I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And that's all I could think about. There were other crunch and munches and other appendages of my body, but all I could think was I can't breathe. But I turned my face to him, who he is still a bit of a cripple on the <laughs> on the face of the mountain and people are starting to gather and I turn my face to him and give him that like happy-go-lucky puppy dog that doesn't know anything like hey look at us <laughs> look don't kill me and he and he returns it I'm sure regrettably later and I gasp for air so thankfully so thankfully <laughs> And I could feel the pain, but I could gasp. And this was my fault. And so I need to come back from this. And so I get my knees up under me and I push my body up, up and I get up. And he, he has gotten up too. And he's not saying anything about it. And so <laughs> we are invincible and we can do everything. And let's learn nothing from this. And so we ski. We no ski way. out the rest of the night. Ski? Yeah. Oh ski for yeah, like, no, so we ski out the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> oh and gosh. all is well, you know, so no lesson learned and we're bionic and that's great. In high school, I'm 16 the next morning. I look down the halls, the zoo halls of high school. And at the very end of the hall, I see Doug and he glimpse makes eye contact with me and immediately turns away and on his arm is his girlfriend but on the other arm is a cast oh no <laughs> and he has broken his arm and it's my fault <laughs> oh no and the story doesn't end there because i see him years later he invites me to his wedding same girlfriend um, getting married and I'm standing in the line for the wedding reception and I'm shaking, dutifully shaking the hands of those that you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I shake his dad's hand and I shake his mom's hand. And then there's, I shake Doug's hand he, and he immediately just grabs me and gives me a big hug. And then he says, mom, I want to introduce you to, and so she takes my hand again, Marilyn. Immediately, she drops, <laughs> mom drops my hand like I am a contagion parasitic disease, <laughs> takes a step back from my body, looks it up and down, 
and then says, is this the Marilyn that broke your arm? <laughs> and I, in fact, cowardly was <laughs> the Marilyn <laughs> that broke his arm. And with Mountain Mamas in leading adventures since then, I've tried real hard <laughs> to not be the Marilyn that broke your arm <laughs> and try to be more fastidious in in um, in examining the situation, um, which takes us to our positive example. Yes, yes. Um, so a one better than me is a journey um, to the center of the earth. This is a childhood story with Emily and Marilyn and Debbie, who are all here and we're all sisters. So again, we would do fun outdoor adventures and we love to go caving. With our dad. He was amazing. Yeah. Yes. And he loved to um, send our little bodies down into crevices um, for <laughs> explorative purposes. Oh my gosh, so many. So yeah. we had done this many times before and we and we kind of loved it. We liked the dirt up our nostrils and, <laughs> and under our fingernails afterwards and it was fun. Um, so we went to this um, cave to go explore it. We've done many. Um, and a difference was mom was there. And she would not always come. She would not always be feeling it. And so I was thrilled that she um, was there and that she was going to come with us. So we get to, this was called Antelope Springs, Springs Cave uh -huh. out in the West Desert. When you approach it, it's not like walking in the door of, you know, of the earth and then you walk in. You, it's actually like a mound, like a hill, um, like a volcano, and you go down into it. Yeah, it's a pit. Yeah, it's a pit. So, Dad is jimmying um, swami belts to be our harnesses because we're all going to go. you got to explain what a swami belt is. <laughs> oh, and also for clarification from earlier, when we said, like, Dad was amazing, Dad is still amazing, he's still around and still doing amazing things. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still with us. He's, he's actively, yes, actively engaged in spelunking and all the sports. He loves, yeah, I think caving is one of his themes. Like, yeah. he loves it. And a swami belt is like, ah, it's um, webbing. Yeah, just webbing, just climbing webbing, which is really just like a one inch um, wide piece of um, like a thicker fabric, but it's just long and you can jimmy it into anything that you would with a rope. Um, but the, he was using these instead of harnesses because we were that cool and he knew the knots and this was the 80s. <laughs> and, and also harnesses, I'm sure, were expensive. I think he was trying yeah. to be cheap. <laughs> he was totally, totally trying to be cheap. I, I can Love respect you, Dad. it. I can respect it. I know. I think that's how we all learned rappelling and rock climbing was all <laughs> on swami belts. And it was just like tied leg loops with a water knot, like two leg loops. And then mm -hmm. it just like went around your waist. And then he clipped it all together with a carabiner or a snap link, as they used to call mm -hmm. them. Oh, anyway, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? No, I remember that. In fact, I remember the first time that I ever did rappelling with the um, the young women, which is a group within the the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Okay. And so, but I remember the first time we did something like that. And I was like, what? This is so luxurious. This harness that's not digging into my thigh. <laughs> it has padding. <laughs> like, oh, the hook. It's very clear where you A designated on. loop. <laughs> right. A designated <laughs> loop. That's uh, fancy. <laughs> we okay. love you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so we're all, we're going to get in the cave. So we're all standing by Dad to get our gear on. And, um... And my mom, she goes, our mom, she goes over to the pit and she sits on the ledge with feet a dangling into it. 
And she's just sitting there. And the pit's like, how far? Like 10 feet wide? It's substantial. 15? Yeah. I mean, Marilyn has revisited this place recently. Yeah, so. more, oh. more like 15. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a wider. And then it's back. like, how deep? It's 20 feet deep? Uh, I would I would go closer to 30. Yeah. It's got some ledges. It's got some holes as you go down. But it's it's deep. Like, yeah. you mm-hmm. you are journeying to a volcano that's mm-hmm. not erupting. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... And this, <laughs> and this dirt around it is so light. You know, like the you know, oh, so, so yeah, the like sun like white. reflects off of it. So it's such a juxtaposition of that pit, like you said, and the sand. Good point. <laughs> so we're all getting ready to go, and we have Emily, who she's the firstborn, which makes her the sacrificial one. <laughs> um, all in her webbing to go. That's true. And she's 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 walking. You know, dad's going to belay her down. So she's walking, you know, kind of backwards um, toward the pit. And mom says, I, I think I see something. And so mom, she doesn't cave much. She's not with us doing these things. We go over and we go look in the pit. There's rocks. Like... It's a cave, Mom. We're cool. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. So Emily is um, starting to be, you know, she's coming up to the ledge. And Mom says, it's it's moving. (laughs) Something in the dark is moving. (laughs) And we, I think my dad was like, oh, no, no. And we all, you know, all our little faces, this is four little faces, kids go up to the edge of the pit and we're looking down into the black. When you look down into the black, you know, when you've been in the light, you can't see what's in the black. But mom had been sitting there and... Yeah, so her eyes had adjusted. Yeah, so she had that that extra height. And so we look, we give it a second chance. We believe mom... And sure enough, as our eyes start to adjust, the movement we see is Indiana Jones style <laughs> snake pit of horror, <laughs> but but rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. <laughs> and it's not like my dad said later, four or five, that Emily could just tiptoe around and be fine. <laughs> it's like a veritable ball pit depth of snakes that even if we had sent 11-year-old Emily's down and her full body weight hitting them and betting on the fact that they were still in hopefully hibernation and that first jarring sense kept them asleep, I would have been the next sacrifice to the awake snakes, followed by Debbie to the most awake inviting snakes and Mark the last to all consumption. So, <laughs> I mean, they were in almost every single foothold. Yeah, they were all well, because they were wrapped around like the edges, like the ledges. Of, it was like a ledge after ledge after ledge down. And they were just like curled up in those little, yeah, tucked it, in there. It, it was oh, unreal. Yeah. It yeah. was unreal. Oh, so many. Yeah. Yeah. And dad was to this day is like, if you can just get through the snakes, the cave is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and Marilyn has been back. He went back. Was it a couple of years ago? So, well, first, oh, sorry, sorry. First, so, so dad isn't the hero of this story. <laughs> Love you, dad. Mom is obviously the hero of this story um, for taking that time and seeing that. Side note, yes, I've been back with my kids and with dad. 
side note, we sacrificed dad first before my kids. And thankfully, he was wearing boots, which you always want to do for snake safety. Boots, boots, boots. So he has been bit by rattlesnakes before. Asterix on his boots. And that's what happened when I went back recently with my kids. <coughs> he was bit by a baby who thought the rope... Who thought the rope was mommy? I didn't know. This. Yeah, totally, totally. Who thought the rope was mommy? Um, bit his boot, but luckily it was so small, so infantile, it wasn't even a thing. But hard pass on my kids going down. They did not go down. <laughs> no, no. So like a two, an O for two on that on that particular case. We may not take the mountain mamas to Antelope Springs. Probably not. No, no. If you we ever need extermination first. <laughs> yeah, that is not a safe one. <laughs> to do and we still have really well there's always the thought like midwinter maybe and then we're like nah, nah. No, I, I, I feel like no matter what i feel like we'd wake up a snake at least at least one but i think it's so important to have you know it didn't all go the way you wanted it to it didn't go i wanted mom to come with us and mom felt like she should not come with us she should sit on that ledge and mom was listening to little whispers of something's not right and then she sees things that something's not right and I think that's really true in our lives and our lives personally, that little whispers are all around us and our lives are constantly speaking to us through little whispers um, that are guiding us to the next right step. And it's often sometimes easy to brazenly just like jump off of the thing or leap into the whatever, or but to instead be listening to those little whispers that are maybe that, um, and that whisper is often a first warning mm-hmm. to us about so myriad of things in our lives. Um, just a quiet nudge from deep within us saying, hmm, something is off, or just a small voice um, directing us and saying, this is no longer your place of belonging. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think that's... Amen, oh. sister! That's very deep. So well said. <laughs> oh. And then tips for snakes. If you ever get bit by a snake, since I've just done the first aid CPR course, uh, the the crissy crossy on your arm to suck out the blood is a huge, horrible myth. Never do it. No, it's bad. And the important thing is just um, to not have that person, not like have that person run to the car and go to the emergency room like you'd think, but instead... The, pe- the rest of the people carry that person to the car and go to the emergency room because you need to keep that person's heart rate as low and slow as possible so that they're not spreading that venom throughout their you know blood and throughout other parts of their body. And then obviously the hospital to get an anti-venom. Yeah. That's no, that makes, that makes sense. Thank oh. you. That might save our lives, Marilyn. Thank you. <laughs> Especially yeah. how we live our lives. Well, <laughs> Thank you so much, Marilyn, for sharing your stories with us. Oh, and glad to, if you want to hear more fun, inspiring facts from these amazing women, um, click the subscribe button and then they can get these episodes podcast directly to your device every week and then help us empower more women. Um, You can give us a five-star reading or whatever you want to do. Just, we want to share this with all the women we can. And then you can check our website out at mountainmamas.org, M-T-M-A-M-A-S dot O-R-G. That's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.